Greetings, heroes, and thank you for answering the Summoner's Call. Presented by the Gamers Inn, this is a podcast for all fans of Fire Emblem Heroes and the Fire Emblem franchise. Even, again, I'm going to say this once again, Eddie, very important this week. Very important. I'm your host, Ryan Murphy, and joining me today, as I already alluded to, and as always, is my co-host, Eddie. How's it going, man? Not too bad. Been a bit of a crazy week. Yeah. Got a crap couple weeks, hasn't it? been a crazy couple of weeks uh but we have the princess half marathon going down here in orlando so that was causing all kinds of insanity at work today yeah oh man speaking of work it's we almost so i didn't want to be the cause of a two-week hiatus because th- today i'm actually out of town if you can't tell if you can't hear it or smell it or tell from the sound of my voice i am not at home uh, I'm in. A, I'm working. I was gonna say I'm in a hotel. <laughs> it's like, oh, what's going on at home? No, no. I was working today. Uh, I'm out of town. It's it's great to be in the lovely city of Tirana. So if you're in Tirana, shout out to Tirana people. Uh, and no, that's not me just saying mispronouncing Piranha. Uh, I'm, <laughs> uh, I'm a little loopy. I've been working all day. So uh, Eddie, why don't we get into things? Enough of my banter. So let's talk about banners. As we always do, we start off with the banners. Eddie, I want to know if you summon from the following. Heroes with Blazing Light ending on March 4th. Grail's Devoted ending on March 8th. Katsune and Wolfskin ending on the 8th of March. Followed by Love Abounds, the redux from last year's Valentine's Banner. That's ending on March 11th. How'd your, how'd your luck go? Uh, Well, um, I believe we covered in the last episode, I had already done all my summoning for the Grail's Devoted banner. Mm -hmm. Uh, I did the pre-summon on the Love Abounds and the Blazing Light banner. Uh, Nothing of note in either of those. Uh, But as far as the uh, new banner, the new Beast banner, Kitsune and Wolfskin, um, I did go ahead, um, as I mentioned in Discord, I hopped in and was gunning for Selkie. Uh, at the start, of course, I was just summoning everything, as usual. Um, I think Selkie might have ended up being the first one I got, uh, but decided I'd go ahead and keep going for a bit, and eventually ended up getting all four with uh, Tabarn popping in randomly to say hi. Nice. So you got the whole crew, then? Yep. That's good. So that's kind of what you're hoping for, right? You're looking for the full crew as you do your summons. Uh, have you? I mean, we're going to talk about each of these heroes, do you have much of an attachment to the Fates, Beasts characters? Um, I don't have a ton of uh, connection with many of them. Uh, I barely have any with um, Keaton or Valoria. I think most of my interaction with Keaton is when you fight him mm-hmm. in the Birthright side of things. Uh, and I don't think I ever bumped into Valoria there. Because, uh, you know, she's a child unit in Conquest and I never got far enough to... Uh, get Keaton to join, much less become a child unit. Um, Caden was always just, yeah, he's he's got a good heart, but he's also kind of uh, we'll, we'll go over it a bit more, but he's well, as his title says, he's a bit of a braggart. Yeah, yeah, I remember, so I played through Birthright. He's he's the beats, the beats, he's the beast units from Fates, is he not? Or, or sorry, yes, Birthright. Yes, he's the Beast unit from Birthright. Yeah, so I recognize Selkie him. is his kid. And I don't recognize Selkie. I don't think I got all the kids' units when I played through Birthright. Okay, uh, that can happen. Um, I, I noticed that, I think on my first playthrough, depending on how you 
uh, marry characters, there is a chance of uh, running out of people to marry to each other. Yeah. Yeah, I, on the other hand, didn't do any summoning over the last couple weeks of note. I, I skipped on the... I skipped on the Valentine's banner. I've so far stayed away from the Katsune and uh, Wolfskin banner. And for the most part, uh, I think with the Grails devoted, I just, it didn't really latch on. I was fine with the Tempest Trials unit and I'm fine moving past that one. Uh, but when it comes to Katsune and Wolfskin, I do like the the look of, of these units and I do like the idea of having more beast units in my disposal. However, I haven't had a chance to really deep dive on what these units do so i'm looking forward to our discussions because we'll be able to kind of have that real-time discussion about whether whether i should summon on these but i am drawn to uh is it valoria she looks kind of cool like as like a okay kind of like a mixture of a red riding hood and a wolf like she's yeah that's kind of the i think that's probably kind of a joke in her character design mm -hmm. she's a wolf who's dressed like red riding hood so. yeah i like that i like that but you know what the creepy part is she turns into this giant beast when she turns into a, a beast. Did you notice that? Yeah. Um, like I said, I don't have a ton of experience with the um, two characters. And for all I know, that is an accurate portrayal of how the wolf skins looked in uh, Conquest. Uh, but yeah, they, they are look more like bears than wolves to me. But Yeah, know. bears. Yeah, for sure. It's uh, it's interesting. These units. We'll talk more about them in just a little bit. But there's also lots of other stuff going on in the game, and I'm curious how how your time's been been going in your favorite no new mode, Grand Conquests. Well, it's not new anymore. Um, it's, it's new. To and me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this time around, I probably paid a bit more attention to it than um, I normally do. I, ho I hopped in at least every round. Uh, rounds and then the last round um, I was on Ike's team and while I ignored most of it I hopped in uh, during the last uh, time frame last two hour, four hour section uh, with to use up my lance refreshes and especially if it was the red squad that I was fight that was uh, fighting over a territory it just, I would go in I'd do close to if not a full perfect round uh, and yes, I'm using a slightly lower difficulty, the level 35 one instead of one of the level 40 ones. Uh, but I would complete it, get the 7,000 points, and yet when I got back out from all the people on Ike's team apparently pounding away hard or having enough to really rack up the points, it just, we seemed to be losing grounds as we were fighting. So, it's just like... Yeah, I'm doing as good as I can because I don't trust myself to be do any better on the higher ones. In my experience, when I did the higher ones, I would fail to fully complete a category and end up getting fewer points than I do when I fully complete all categories. Mm -hmm. You know, so it'd be like, yeah, I'm getting the most points I feel I'm able to get with my group, and it's not doing anything. So, other than Grand Conquest, uh, kind of just confirming my bias against it. Um, I did hop in, I did go through the Tempest Trial, uh, leveled up, like, a team where I had, like, one of each of the, uh, Grails Devoted units, and then usually about, um, uh, three, two or three, uh, of the four stars I had never gotten to five star before, uh, popped them up to five star, um, 
did it a little different this time. Once I got the uh, new unit up to level 40, and all the skills on all the other characters were learned, I would just go ahead and spend the uh, countless numbers of crystals and shards and stuff to finish leveling them out. Mm-hmm. You know? So... Yeah, I'm. I, I don't. I don't. Again, I think I missed the, I missed the, the mark with the Tempest Trials this week, and I, I haven't even touched Tap Battle since it started. Now I, I'm not gonna miss the. I might be missing the daily quests, but I'm not gonna miss the, uh, the, the sort of the the uh, the quest line for for just completing random battles and stuff. So, I yeah, need to uh, get. We in didn't discuss. Yeah, we didn't discuss it last time, but they did change up Tap. Uh, battle this time round, mm-hmm. in that uh, you no longer get uh, you get like one orb for the first uh, stage, and then one orb for like one of the extra stages. Other than that, um, you only get orbs in the accessories via quests. Right. Uh, so. Oh. Okay. Uh, hop in there and make sure those quests haven't vanished, so you get them before they do. Uh, the daily quests stopped a couple days ago yeah the daily quests are gone i think the uh the timed quest is in maybe five days maybe a little bit less i need i do need to jump okay. on them it's been it's been sitting yeah, there for a while 10 orbs and two accessories that you'll be missing if you don't hop in there yeah and i don't so. want to miss out on those 10 orbs uh i i've got about a stockpile of almost 300 of them i'm just waiting for the next banner i think you know we'll talk about the legendary banner at the end of the show but i i I am trying to stick to my guns in terms of 2019 being a legendary banner uh, focus. So we are nearing the end of the month, so it's about time I stockpile orbs. So good mm-hmm. stuff. Anything else uh, tickling your fancy over the last two weeks in the game, or are we ready to move on to what's going on nope. in the game? <laughs> uh, yeah, n- not, no other stories about the thing, but we do have a bunch of events still going on. As usual, we have a new arena every week, as new, well as a new Blessed Gardens, Tactic Drills, Rival Domains, and um, Ether Raids. Uh, we also have the Grand Hero Battle Revival of Yamke or Jamke uh, going on till 2 a.m. tonight, mm-hmm. uh, as we always time things via 2 a.m. Eastern Time. Uh, we have the Ether Raid event going on till the 2nd of March. Uh, the Illusory Dungeon, Carrying the Flame, or Tap Battle, as we know it, uh, going on till the 4th. Uh, the Forging Bonds for the, um, I believe it's called the Orb Thief, or Orb Theft, uh, with the Kitsune and Wolfskin units going on till the 6th. Uh, make sure you hop in there and get at least a 400 on each character if you, uh, for the free summons, even if you don't, aren't that worried about the accessories or grails. Uh, plus, we have the arena quest that started a day or two ago, running till the eighth. Mm-hmm. For sure. And as for game, uh, events coming to the game, starting before our next episode scheduled for the March of uh, the March of second, fade and quick here. <laughs> the Grand Hero <laughs> Battle for Pan. Is it Pan or Pane? I always called her Pan, but yeah. it could be Pane or Pane or. Pane Pane sounds difficult, so let's go with Pan. That is coming on the 24th, so uh, tomorrow. And the voting gauntlet login bonus and banners associated with it are out on the 25th of February. The second... We we don't know for sure what banners there will be. There could Mm -hmm. only be one banner. Uh, It could be something like that, so... 
Yeah, we don't really know until they usually announce it, and we haven't gotten that announcement, even though it is in a couple days. So. Yeah, if, if I were to guess, I think it there's a good chance it might end up being a um, beast battle, mm-hmm. and we'll have a rerun of the uh, Laguz man- banner. That's a good idea because now that we have uh, now that we have eight at least eight beast units that are summonable, it's a good opportunity to do that. So yep. that that is a good idea. They should do that. There's also the second anniversary heroes. I'm guessing the banner that's starting on the 25th, and that's where you're going to be able to choose. Well, sorry, uh, not to get everybody riled up again. Where you'll get to pick one of four random orbs that will get you uh, one of four heroes that were chosen by the vote, uh, the voting website thing. And plus, plus there will also be the full-on banner where you can summon like normal for those four heroes as well. Yeah, for sure. So looking forward to that. We'll see. We'll obviously have our uh, summoning results posted in Discord. I'm sure everyone will be, and we'll certainly share those on the show. Hopefully you guys get what you're looking for. Um, and no, I did not vote for Legendary Lin. I was, it was already established that I was voting the wrong way by voting for <laughs> Legend or uh, New Year's Gunthra. So um, Legendary Hero Battles plus the banner is on the 27th of February. That's right, February ending soon. So we got our Legendary Hero coming up. Uh, I'll talk a bit about that later on. And finally, a voting gauntlet, as Eddie suggested, could be a Battle of the Beasts starting on February 28th. Awesome lineup for the next week, but let's talk about the new heroes that were just added to the game. We've got the new Kitsune and Wolfskin heroes, as well as a story chapter to discuss, but first let's intro the banner. Straight out of Fates, not Compton, Fates. We have the four beast units joining us, meaning Selkie is out for the far-fetched heroes. I think that brings Luis into replacer, is your thoughts, Eddie? Louis, who's Luis? Uh, she was, I think, like the third uh, unit that was not in the game yet. Mm. Uh, that was, uh, you know, uh, essentially the far-fetched heroes are the units that are not in the game, but uh, the highest ones below the ones that are in the game. Mm. I learn. I keep saying I'll learn how to talk. Don't hold your breath on it. But um, yeah, essentially uh, from the Choose Your Legends three uh, panel or the Choose Your Legends three vote. Uh, Selkie was, I think, first or second of the heroes that were not yet in the game at the time of the uh, Choose Your Legends voting. Uh, But now that she is in the game, uh, that means she is no longer qualified for being one of the far-fetched heroes. Right. I think it was Louise who was the one who was just below. Which game is Louise? I have to pull her up to double check (laughs) all right well while you're doing that i'll wrap this up also kind of points out a reason they might have held off for so long in introducing the beast units um not to be essentially with that um what i'm referring to is the fact that um i'm sure there are more lagoos from the telia series but aside from them and um you know these five out of six units there are no other beast units that i can think of yeah, I mean, they already put dragons in, so they can't really retrofit yeah. those to the beast category, so they've kind of limited themselves in how many. Well, maybe we'll get some beast units in three houses, but uh, we'll see how that goes. 
Um, not to be left out, Pan from Awakening is coming as our second free beast unit tomorrow with her Grand Hero Battle. All of these units have the usual beast transformation rules of transforming if alone or only next to beast units or dragon allies and reverting when next to a human ally. So general overview complete. Let's look at some heroes. We've got Selkie, the free spirit. The first of the Fates units is Selkie, the daughter of Caden. She is a Kitsumi, or Werefox, who is quite vicious, and while she seems to never take anything seriously, what she considers play most people consider vicious combat. She sounds like a small, scrappy dog. She is a blue cavalry beast unit with her weapon, Fox Kit Fang, which has what seems to be the cavalry beast bonus of attack plus two and attack slash defense minus four on her foe during combat as well as preventing her foe from making a follow-up attack if she initiates the combat. Her weapon's unique features are that she gets resistance plus three and at the start of combat if her resistance is greater than the resistance of her foe if they use melee sword lance axe dragon or beast she gets a bonus to her damage of half of the difference max plus 10. <laughs> yeah eight. This Oh, oh, sorry, eight, sorry, I misread. And then I'm looking here, yes, this is a bit of a book. Bear with us, folks. She also comes with a new skill of Sabotage Attack, which gives foes a debuff of attack minus seven. And if any foe has a resistance less than or equal to her resistance minus three and is adjacent to another foe, uh, that was there's a lot here. So she has Iceberg, Attack Splash Speed Bond, and even Resistance Wave. Is this another one of those jokes where like people are like, making fun of the fact that there was really tiny script for for her weapon is that what you're alluding to because i think that i heard i saw that uh, on the reddit that's that's where the novel comment comes from yes yeah. it was a there was so much to cover um as uh mentioned a minute ago all of them have the same beast transformation rules uh so there's all that written out plus the actual bonus for cavalry beast it appears and then add on top of that the actual effects of her weapon it's like a novel in that little box mm -hmm. uh yeah her sabotage attack um you said and if but it's like she get the debuff happens if the foe has resistance less than or equal to her resistance minus three ah okay and is adjacent to another foe so she's got a novel for a weapon does yes. that necessarily translate to her being one of the stronger units in the banner or is it just complicated the novel it's the fact that it's a novel does not, uh, but her the sabotage attack plus what her weapon actually does, um, and I haven't actually looked at her stats, if her resistance matches all the boosts that she gets for having a high resistance, mm -hmm. then she is definitely seems to be one of the better units in the banner. Uh, with that novel, you know, if she has a high enough resistance, she's getting an extra 8 damage to her enemies every time she attacks when she initiates the combat. Right. You know, plus she's already, um, if her resistance is that high compared to them, she's already debuffed them for a 7 attack if they are standing next to an ally. Mm-hmm. So, you know. So she sounds like a really like interesting unit, but might be more. You might have to be more strategic if you want to fully take advantage of her kit. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Now, who do we have next? So, uh, and of course, her weapon only um, 
helps if she's fighting melee units, so mages and stuff are not who you want to attack. But then again, they're likely to have a high resistance anyway. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, sorry. Uh, the next unit is Kaden Kitsune Braggart. Braggart. Uh, Selkie's father, Kaden, also joins the banner. Banner, with his ever-happy-to-help attitude and overconfidence in his abilities and appeal. Uh, though, actually, if you look at the Forging Bonds conversations, uh, his personal conversations with Anna, the uh, way everyone treats him, it seems like he has a reason to be so overly confident uh, with how everyone treats him. Uh, but he joins as a green cavalry beast unit whose weapon, Kitsune Fang, has caval the cavalry beast bonus mentioned above, as well as granting him defense plus three and giving allies within two spaces a boost to all four stats equal to the bonus he has on each of his stats, uh, each calculated separately. Uh, he also comes with the new unit, new skill of goat skill for beast units, uh, as well as pivot and speed res link or speed resistance link. Um, yeah, the way I read it is like if he has any kind of buff on his stats, uh, he essentially spreads that out to any allies within two spaces hmm. during combat, I believe. So when they're in combat. So this guy's a green cavalry beast unit. He's not yes. riding a horse though, is he? Uh, no. Um, it seems that uh, units that are generally quicker animals, like foxes or rabbits, mm -hmm. are considered cavalry. Oh, interesting. For the beast units. They aren't riding horses, but they can move the three spaces that a uh, cavalry unit can. Oh. Uh, which makes a bit more sense when they're actually in their um, beast form, because they look like a, you know, rabbit and or fox. But because they're quicker animals, what are con generally considered to be quicker animals... Uh, it seems that they classify them as cavalry units. Okay. I mean, that's interesting. Do you think that's just because they don't have, they didn't want to give a special category to beast units in terms of like breaking it down the units even further? Or because he's not riding a horse and cavalry to me just screams that you're riding on a horse, I guess. But And I, I say cavalry units because they have the little horse icon on them and they move the three spaces. Mm -hmm. um, it's just they're quicker creatures than normal, I guess. It, just it's i don't i guess it's just their way of allowing all four of the or at least three of the four of the um, movement types right you know um okay so interesting now th these yeah, beast units are really interesting they kind of have an opportunity to really switch up the gameplay and the meta and it's interesting yeah. that they they've slotted them into movement speeds but you're right like it makes sense like they're moving more spaces they should probably fall under cavalry yeah and like um the birds get the same cavalry boost but only when they're transformed uh but it's just these units are usually and i haven't actually double checked but it's possible in their game they have more movement than their average in your average infantry unit as well mm -hmm. uh so it may have some basis in the games as well but they're you know if you think of a fox foxes and rabbits are tend to be quick because uh pan is actually a cavalry unit as well and she's a bunny so yep mm -hmm. interesting tag well, well are bunny creatures so 
Yeah. Was there any other beast units in Awakening? Because I can only remember Pan. Pan and her kid. Uh, I think Na was her kid, or maybe that was Noe's kid. Oh, yes. Now I'm remembering. I don't remember her name, but I do remember the kid. Yeah. Being quite cute. It's, yeah, essentially, um, like the thing with beast units, they've given us all four of the beast units from Fates and half of the beast units from um, Awakening. Uh, they can they have a possible uh, two additional beast units that they can pull in. Um, even though actually in Fates or Awakening, uh, the characters could not actually transform into beasts, I don't think, or use beast stones. Mm-hmm. Uh, but essentially, since your avatar could marry anyone you wanted your avatar to marry, if your avatar married any of the uh, beast units then one could, for Awakenings uh, considerations, make um, Morgan or... Oh, what's the kid's name in the other one? Kana Beast Units, as far as Heroes is concerned. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. That makes sense. It's interesting. It's interesting oh. the, to see the way they've been able to adapt so many different games in the Fire Emblem franchise into one mobile game and they 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 do a good job i think yep um forgot to mention speaking of uh since silky's here uh louise was from blazing blade she's uh clarine and klein's uh parents when they appear in binding blade but she's from fire emblem blazing blade lynn's huh. game interesting I she appears remember. to be an archer hmm well there we go good to know louise welcome to the crew well, maybe. We'll see you in a couple months. Who knows? Uh, we've also got Valoria, the wolf cub. As well as Kitsune, the banner has more traditional werewolves called Wolfskin in Fates. And the first of them is Valoria, who has an aloof personality, though uh, I have a minimal experience with her since I, I have never made it through uh, Conquest. Uh, she's a, a colorless infantry beast unit with her weapon, Wolf Pup fang which shows that infantry beasts or at least wolves share a bonus of attack plus two and plus 10 damage when special triggers uh are are trans transformed when so when you use a special trigger essentially yeah um we had this with nyla on the uh telius beast banner Mm -hmm. uh she got the same thing of attack plus two and plus 10 damage when the special triggers when she was in her transformed state. Mm-hmm. So that's what I was trying to say. I may have typed it not as coherent as that. I am. Uh, I am. I am losing. I am very tired. I should have read these ahead of time. I apologize, folks at home. But hopefully, you're having fun with this. Um, <laughs> her weapon also grants speed plus three and grants a special cooldown count of minus two to her and her support partner if she has one at the start of turn one. Her new skill is the ward line for beasts, and she also has Luna and close defense. So, Valoria, this is our Red Riding Hood character. Um, yep. What are our thoughts on her kit? Do we feel like this is a, a strong kit, or do we feel like this is this seems like something that it's, could be interesting? It's a decent kit, but it, yeah, it's interesting in that it's the first um, weapon skill, or any skill for that matter, that actually takes into account if you have uh, paired her up with a support partner. 
Yeah, that's really um, interesting because I think the support partner only really gave minor buffs, and this yeah, is the first it gives skill a that's called bit it of out. a health and a bit of a health and a stat buff. Uh, and beyond that, they haven't done anything with it since they introduced the feature. Uh, yet this new skill actually uh, gives you an gives being a support partner an extra bonus. Mm-hmm. It's so interesting. It's nice to see they're finally doing something more with those. Well, yeah, something. I mean, the first thing, like, I hope they do more stuff like this because I think it would really encourage more people to set up those support bonds. I mean, between you and me... Yeah, I'll admit I set um, my list is up with one, or mm-hmm. at least one of my lists is up with one, and haven't done much with it since, so... I was just going to ask between you and me and the listeners, like... Did you not just use it when it first came out and then slowly forgot about it? Like, it's kind of where I'm at. Yep. Every so often I think about it when I'm like, oh, I probably should try and get a bit of a boost for this character uh, to help do this mode or that mode. Uh, then I end up not doing it and not doing the mode either. But, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's interesting. I think that skill... Um, I was kind of leaning more towards Valoria just due to her design. I think the the wolf slash Red Riding Hood is cool, and then the fact that she turns into this big hulking beast is also very interesting. Um, mm. But the fact that she takes full advantage of the support system is also kind of cool. Uh, I don't know mm-hmm. who I'd pair her with, though. Probably another beast, right? The beasts seem to go well with other um, beasts. So. Yeah, it would probably be ideal with another beast, uh, but it could be with just about anyone. I mean, uh, the support's are better when they're next to each other, but uh, work when they're one step away. And it, from what we can tell, this cooldown doesn't care how far away they are. It just gives them that bonus at the start of the round. So mm. essentially, you probably want to pick her support n- partner based on uh, their special skill and what they can do with that. Mm-hmm. Interesting. No, I'll have to take a look at it. I'm sure I'm sure a lot of people who are like Fey kit analysis people are probably wondering the same thing and coming up with some strategies. So it's really cool that she offers this this really new ability uh, to take advantage of the support system because I want I want to see what people do with it, you know. I'm curious. Yeah. Yep, and uh we also have one more unit on the banner. Uh Valoria's father, Keaton, rounds out the banner. Uh he's Keaton Lupine Collector. Uh, fresh with his inability to admit any of his faults uh, that you can pick up in his um, comment during the um, and it's not exactly a fault but in his comment during the video where he's like my tail's not wagging no it's not type thing Uh, and his reactions during the forging bonds event Mm -hmm. Uh, he has the infantry beast bonus to his weapon which is wolfskin fang he's a red infantry beast unit uh, it gets the infantry beast bonus and also inflicts a speed minus five to him, but guarantees him two attacks no matter who initiates combat. Uh, so this is, I think, the same as Sword Reinhardt, where he gets a minus five to his speed, but he always doubles. Hmm. No matter what. He has a brave weapon that works either side, attack or if he initiates or if he is defending. Right. Uh, he has a new skill, which is the Valor skill for beasts, uh, which is the one that doubles your SP uh, when you have it maxed out, as well as Draconic Aura and Special Spiral rounding out his skill list. Hmm. And he also looks like a skunk. 
Yes. Uh, the wolfskin do have black and white color schemes to both of them, so kind. And since it's more noticeable on his tail, he probably does look a bit more like a skunk. Yeah, I but, I mean he he definitely looks like a wolf, but I, I just find that you look at those colors and you can't help but wonder. Um, kind of jumps out as looking a bit like a skunk. So rounding out the banner, not uh, those were the banner units, but then as always we've got ourselves a grand hero battle edition this time being not, not as always, but not as always. You're right. That's a good correction. It it feels like it's been a, a growing trend though lately. Do is that not yeah. something that you feel? Well, there are two growing trends of late. Ooh, uh, okay. One growing trend seemed to be almost near constant um uh special banners. Yeah. And Although this the isn't other a growing trend. Banner, right? No, this one's a normal banner, but we had um I think since December uh you know, er, since early December, we had the opening of book 3 with no banner to it. And then we had the Christmas banner, the New Year's banner, the first beast banner, so we had one normal banner, and then the uh bath banner and the Valentine's banner, one after the other. Yeah. So we've had four, or out of the previous, before this banner, the previous five banners, four of them were special banners. Yeah, and we'll, and I mean, we will talk about it in a bit, but at least it didn't take a whole year for nine days to pass, right? So we got True. that going for us. Yes. <laughs> Right, so uh, we got Pan coming up in, or coming in the Grand Hero Battle from Awakening. We have the last of the Tagul race at the start of the game, and if you don't marry her during the game, so basically she's the last of her kind unless you procreate. So uh, if you didn't procreate, then uh, you're you're just you're just establishing the end of a whole civilization. You terrible, terrible person. Is that what you're trying to insinuate, well, Eddie? Not necessarily, and for all we know, after the events of the game. Uh, once we've saved the world from the horrible future all the kids came from, uh, she could find someone and procreate like a rabbit and <laughs> uh, bring her race back into existence or a lot more stability. But it's true. Rabbits are very good at that, uh, so I've heard. So look forward to many a pans coming to a Awakening sequel near you. Uh, that's not true because there probably will never be a sequel to Awakening. Um, we'll see. Who knows? Uh, she's coming in as a blue cavalry beast, as we teased before. She's a unit with her weapon, Tagul Fang, and that has a the cavalry beast bonus as well as being effective against cavalry units and granting plus three to all four stats during combat if she is alone or next to only beasts or dragons. Uh, seemed like this should work even if she uh, did not transform, so she's got her weapon on both sides, uh, or maybe we'll see. Her skills should be Astra, Chill Speed, and Defense, Smoke. So she's actually arriving in the game tomorrow uh, as of this recording, so we don't really have yep. our hands on her to tell for certain, but uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I merged the words slide, sure and certain. You're, everyone's yes. more than welcome to use that one. Uh... <laughs> yes. Good. Yeah, she's not here yet, but um, yeah, it looks like she has a boost, uh, whether she transforms or not, uh, plus the additional boost if she does transform before she starts, but she gets a bonus to stats during combat if she is, uh, you know, 
like the same activation stats as a beast unit, alone or only next to dragons or beasts. So, mm-hmm. I gotta say, I'm excited by this addition as a free unit being like a the only beast unit in Awakening. They they I guess they could have made a big deal about her, but maybe they just decided, well, she's the only one from her game outside of her child. So let's just give her away for free, and then we don't have to have people begging us for the Awakening Beast, right? Uh, yeah, and um, as it, I mean, at least at the start of this beat, uh, the release of Beast units, it does seem like they're trying to keep the banners all Beast banners. So this was an easier way to get her into the game, as opposed to having to uh, wedge her into a banner for a different game or find some other way to bring her in. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, it's good to see her in the game, and I'm glad they, they got her in. But um, we haven't had a chance to play with her yet, so we'll talk maybe talk a bit more about her next week once we've had a chance to play uh, as Pan. But uh, we got a new story chapter, as I alluded to before. Yeah. Nine days passed pretty Sorry. quickly. Yes, those nine days took all of five chapters. <laughs> so Or five stages, I don't it's chapter three, so yeah. Yeah, so it was nice to see them not kind of drag their feet on that. Yeah, and I didn't necessarily expect them to drag their feet. I figured that if, if it didn't happen within the this uh, chapter, it would happen within the next chapter. And, you know, it was a little predictable, but I thought it was still well uh, written and well done. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I I liked I liked what they set up here. Um, you're right; it was a bit predictable. I mean, we'll go full spoilers because obviously it's uh, it, it's been out for a little bit. I, I think uh, a majority of folks have probably had a time to get in there and get their orbs. But uh, Alphonse uh, is destined to die at the hands of Hell in nine days, and after those nine days, they're like, I don't know, where's Hell? And then Hell shows up, and uh, someone steps in front of. The killing blow. And, yep, uh, I mean, from the that? moment he was introduced, we knew Papa Asker was going to die, Gustav. Uh, and I kind of have figured there would be some way which he transferred it before the last second. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, he managed, he just stepped in front and pointed out that the curse is on the bloodline, not Alphonse specifically. So her curse was satisfied with his death instead of Alphonse's mm-hmm. and he had a valid reason um, it, it was interesting to see him especially after I think it was stage 3 uh, him trying to bond with his son but being so I guess pent up would be the best way to phrase it that you know he just came off brusque Yeah, and it was Nice to see them have a bit of a moment when uh, in the last uh, start of the last chapter or end of the fourth start of the last stage or end of the fourth stage. They had a bit of a moment where they kind of saw a bit eye to eye to a degree. Yeah, and it, and it was before it was before Gustav uh, had even. I mean, he didn't even hint that he was going to jump in front of. the Yeah, blade. he didn't tell anyone what he was going to do. No, but but except, Alphonse except knew. maybe Henrietta or Henriette, which we didn't see her. True. After the first chapter. True. Uh, but, and, I mean, Alphonse knew he was probably heading to his death, so the conversation was very, like, it was, it was, 
out of character from what we've seen from Gustav, but was in character in terms of a father talking to his son and whether Gustav knew he was going to, he was going to take the blow or whether he was going to watch his son die. It's, I'm uh, not even sure it was out of character for him. No, but I mean, I as mean, a father, like it probably didn't, it didn't feel out of character to me, but you're saying maybe it wasn't out of yeah. character in the, in the grand scheme. It didn't feel out of character to to uh, for Gustav to me, because while he's not great at communicating, uh, it always felt like even though he's harsh, he's harsh because he loves Alphonse and knows that Alphonse is going to have to take over and deal with some harsh realities or harsh harsh situations. So all his brusqueness was him not knowing any better way to state this or pass this info on mm-hmm. you know it always felt like he truly did love and care for him he just couldn't really express his feelings well true if that makes sense uh, that makes sense i think it makes uh, sense to me um i think it'll be interesting to see where where the story goes after this because essentially the chapter ends with with gustav dead and and that's about it. Like, it's kind of a cliffhanger, really. Yeah. I mean, it's not much more they really could have done in this. I mean, I fully expect the next chapter to be dealing with it and stuff. Yeah, dealing um, with the aftermath, but, right? Yeah, the aftermath. I-, I will note that, you know, the start of the chapter, I-, I guess it was grasping at anything, but it just felt like utter stupidity. I mean, how the curse was laid on him with them quote-unquote killing hell and then her popping up and cursing him and her being the god of death to think that they could actually kill her especially this early in the book um to dispel the curse was really foolish it's like yeah what you guys smoking something were you not there when you actually got cursed you killed her (laughs) and then she popped up seconds later and cursed you (laughs) yeah it seems kind of op that she can just kind of run around and like I cursed you, I cursed you, and then she's, run away. She's the god of death, so yeah. I mean, gods are generally kind of OP. I know, but still, like, how, <laughs> how are we gonna, how are we gonna do this one? At least when you were fighting Suter, I mean, you knew he was, like, he was, he was real. Yeah, he was, he, was, being. he was a human, you could defeat him. I mean, to be honest, I fully expect this book to end with either Veronica or Bruno, uh, like, Veronica realizing that this isn't good, letting the goddess of death run around in the mortal world or Bruno showing up to save his friends again, uh, closing hell back in her realm or possibly, um, if they want to twist it a little, ask her figuring out during the stuff, why she's doing what she's doing and then either resolving it or coming to some kind of agreement with her. Mm -hmm. So she's not avidly hunting and trying to kill people Mm -hmm. for, you know the hell of it, like it seems. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think Bruno has to come back. Veronica, we've they've already laid the seeds in terms of her being sort of guided by Loki to be like, hey, maybe Hell attacking Asker isn't a good thing, you know. So I I think Veronica's gonna pop back up sooner rather than later. Um, oh, it's almost guaranteed once we found out who Leaf in um, whatever her name was the. Uh, founder of uh, Leaf being the founder of Asker and the founder of uh, what's the name of the other country? Uh, Brain fart. Yeah, it's been a while since we've Embla, is it? Yes. The yeah. founder of 
Asker and Embla being the generals of her army, it's almost certain that Embla's going to somehow uh, get involved at some point. You mm-hmm. know. I think but. you're right. I think you're right. Uh, uh, so we have this new banner out, mm-hmm. and usually, not always, but usually they tend to demote one unit uh, from the banner to a four- and five-star unit instead of all remaining as just five stars. Um, and I figured we could discuss who we think will likely get demoted um, or whether we think there's a good chance they won't demote anyone. Uh, do you have any thoughts or feelings on who might get demoted? Well, based on our discussions, I think that, you know, and based on our discussions and based on how they normally demote, I think Keaton might be one that gets demoted. He seems to be kind of the bare bones of the four. Uh, and that's kind of how they treat these ones. They kind of go with the the least desirable in terms of skill inheritance and all that. So, Well, yeah. that's where I think Keaton's safe. Okay. Uh, Keaton has the Valor skill, which gives extra SP. And I oh, think I they have never demoted anyone with a Valor skill. So, uh, I mixed it up. So I, I think you're right, like... It was Caden, so the Fox one, Caden, not Keaton. Okay. But you're right, Keaton, you're right. Yeah. Keaton has a very strong skill, no way he's going down, because you're right, Valor is something they preserve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think Caden uh, is probably the most likely. Uh, I would personally, I think, I don't think Selkie with her skill set is likely to get demoted either. Um, with the, either the Ward or the Code skill, could, or both could easily get demoted. Uh, and personally, I would prefer Valoria because that would give us a green and a colorless um, beast unit in the four-star pool. Uh, but you know, with her new weapon feature, the support bonus thing, that makes me wonder if they're going to demote her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Caden, Caden seems a bit more likely. Uh, you know, although his weapon is one that I'm not sure they'd necessarily demote. Although you gotta uh, get him to five stars, but I don't think his weapon's going to be inheritable, so both those weapons are kind of locked to the units, it would seem. So either one could get demoted. Yeah. Well, minimal chance of the weapon being, you know, a reason to not demote them. Yeah. And people usually find out, like, once the next banner hits. Is that how? Or if this banner dissipates? Essentially, on the 8th, when the new banner starts, then the next set of new heroes starts we'll know who got demoted okay if anyone and sometimes some some units don't get demoted so you're saying yeah okay sometimes um you know there have been a number of banners where no one got demoted uh, i think like the um and i could be misremembering but i think the uh dream banner that happened before the christmas or the winter stuff uh no one got demoted from that or like the uh Muse spell banner. I don't think anyone got demoted from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, either of the ones with the one with Yulgur and Surtur or the generals ones. Now, could that uh, have been the so, fact that those were those were limited heroes and that there were only two or three on the banner as opposed to the full four? It could have been the fact that there were two or three, but usually when there were three, they were still demoting one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the return to four units per banner is kind of a more recent thing and. Also seems to be also more of a um, forging bonds type thing. Interesting. Uh, but, you know, 
So it's not a guarantee they will demote someone. Usually they do, especially when it's a four-unit banner. They usually do. Mm -hmm. um, if Caden does get demoted, that means that uh, both of the free units will have been blue, and both of the demoted units for the beasts will have been green. So that's part of one of the reasons I would prefer Valoria over Caden. If not both of them, I'd be fine with both of them. Yeah, gives Mixed. more more beast units to those who didn't spend money for the uh, banner when yeah. it was up. Mix things up a bit, right? Yep. Makes sense. Poor moi. Um, let's look into to uh, let's look at summoners focus. And the lovely listeners chose Loki from our straw poll, so we're going to be talking about Loki today. Loki is the mysteri ooh, mysterious and mischievous chaos-loving villain from Fae with a mysterious benefactor who sent her to Suter to help him in his attack on Asker, or maybe both Niffle and Asker. We're not really sure in that front. but Yeah, we, we don't know how long she was with Surtur before, uh, you know, Surtur decided to attack Asker. Mm -hmm. So we've got Loki here. Personally, I th she was on the Farfetch'd banner last year. Is that the case? Yes, she was one of the Brave Redux units. Um, it was her, uh, Owain, I think. Was that when right. he appeared? Yeah, and, I believe so. Uh, Cliff, I believe, was the third one on that banner. And then we got um, Aversa as a GHB unit. Right. So... Yeah. So did, yeah. have you gotten her yet? I have. I did get Loki in the Farfetch'd banner, uh, the Red Brave Redux, and I I remember when she launched, she was she was kind of a, an interesting unit. A lot of people were using her. She's quite strong in terms of being a staff uh, a staff user. So yep. yeah, no, I really like her. She kind of fit in. I think she was quickly some some other unit came out shortly after her. Like there was like a good stretch. I think it was of, Makoto. Yeah. It came out shortly after her. There was a good stretch of strong staff users, and I think it was Brave Veronica, then, then like Maribel came out, and then there was this, and then Loki, and then you're right, Makoto came out. So it was kind of one after another, kind of quick fire, right, into the game. Yep. So, yeah, I kind of used her a little bit, and I think she fell off my team once, you know, some other heroes came in, but... Um, her... Did you, did you use her much, or just did you grab her and kind of... Put her through I've her gotten her. I haven't filled with her too much. I leveled her through a Tempest Trials, I think, at some point. But yeah, I haven't really messed with her too much. Um, but yeah, she did have quite an interesting uh, staff. Uh, it came, comes with a built-in Wrathful effect, so you don't need Wrathful staff in her B slot. Frees up a nice B slot. Yep. Um, you know. Also, if her Poe's HP is less than her HP minus 3, and they're in a cardinal direction and use ranged attacks, they cannot move more than one space. So a built-in gravity effect that hits any mages um, in any direction if their HP is lower than hers by at least 3 points. Mm -hmm. So... She... Um... So her IVs, if you're looking to summon her or have her summon, you can take a look at these preferred IVs. You've got a, a, a mm, an asset of attack and speed, a neutral and defense, or sorry, a uh, 
flaw in defense and a neutral for HP or resistance. And her optimal build, according to Fire Emblem Game Press, is. Doo -doo -doo -doo, I had it up and then I moved it. Harbinger of Ragnarok. Yeah, which is pretty rad in terms of a, a skill name or a skill set name. Harbinger of Ragnarok. That's the end of the well, world I mean, as we it know. Kind it of, kind of fits with, you know, her character name from Norse mythology and. True. You know. Uh, her being a chaos-loving unit who, you know, so. Mm hmm So, um, even though you said it, she didn't need Wrathful, she's got, so wrath. Oh, Wrathful Pain, is that her weapon built in? So, her built-in weapon is named Thok, or Thok. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what the close. double dot means, but. I almost got a mature um, title there. Uh, the the recommended suggests giving her um, a pain plus staff and putting the wrathful boost on it. Mm -hmm. So they actually don't recommend using her built-in staff. Um, whether it's a bit weaker than that or the basic gravity or what, I don't know. I haven't really looked at the differences. Uh, pain is powerful in the fact that whether or not you do damage, it automatically does 10 damage after combat. So it's a good way to pelt people down, you know, <laughs> so that your other units can hit harder and kill them, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, but it suggests you give her recover as her assist uh, skill. And Earthwater Bomb Plus as her uh, special skill. Let's see. I don't remember how expensive that one is. Um, yeah, it's, well, it's her built-in skill. Oh wow! So and she's so... the only one who has it. So, oh, there you go. So far, she's she's pretty. Uh, pretty so that's not so too expensive, yeah. Now, where would you um, get wrathful pain plus from? Well, pain plus. Um, essentially, wrathful is the refinement oh. of her weapon. Uh, so to get pain, you'd want to get that off of Azama or Lucius. So you'd need to get an Azama, Lucius, get them up to five stars to get pain plus and. Pass it off to her. Okay. Interesting. So. Um, her A slot is described as being attack slash speed solo three, which, um, so basically you're just trying to get her attack and speed up. Now the alternative is a speed plus three, which is probably easier to get your hands on. Yeah, because attack speed solo is only on legendary Erica. so. That sounds quite expensive, so... And attack plus three is pretty much a common skill, right? You're going to be able to get it from uh, Fur or Leon at four stars, which is, you know, I've got a couple of those. Like, Fur is kind of easy to come by. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, yeah. Like I said, I'm probably never going to learn how to talk, even though I keep claiming I will. Uh, yes. Uh, speed plus three is definitely an easier one to get hold of. I guess they just think you, uh, they suggest getting her more speed so she can double on her attacks or something, or not get doubled at least. Mm -hmm. um, for her B skill, they recommend getting the Dazzling Staff, uh, since with this build you're not going to be using the built-in Wrathful on her uh, staff. Um, in fact, I don't even know if Thought can be refined and give it the Dazzling effect, so... 
Uh, but if it can, that's why it has the advantage where it can have both Dazzling and Wrathful on the weapon. Yeah, the uh, Dazzling staff's that, pretty expensive. It's on various... It's on multiple um, unit, a uh, couple staff users in five-star only. Uh, but it is on Maribel, which is in the normal pool. So you might get a spare Maribel at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, otherwise, you need a Bridal Lynn or a Winter Erica mm-hmm. to get it. Yeah, and then looking at her C slot, it's a Savage Blow 3. But then. And I think that one's pretty easy to get. Uh, yeah, you can get it off of a 4 star Camilla. So, that right. one's not that hard to get. But then it's weird. They suggest that your seal be a Savage Blow 3. So, is that stackable? I guess so. And it, it definitely feels like uh, this version of. Uh, which might be why they call it Harbinger as opposed to bring or as they why they call it Harbinger. Uh, she seems to be built specifically to do damage after the combat, not so much doing damage during combat. So I guess the speed is just to minimize the amount of um, uh, minimize other people doubling her. Uh, mm-hmm. But you know, if the Savage Blow stacks, which I believe it does. So, or else, why would they recommend doubling up on it? Of course, yeah. She's doing 27 damage after combat to you. Hmm. Wow. That's uh, that's pretty ridiculous. But uh, I, I, while you're while you're taking a look at that, I, I don't want to distract us. But her uh, additional build in Game Press is called Thick Thock. Uh, and if that doesn't make it sound like we need a explicit tag, I don't know what does. So. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, that's suggested builds for Loki. It's she can essentially it sounds like you the, you want her to go in there, smack the crap out of people, and then let your uh, your other allies come up and clean up. Yeah. Well, especially Although if she's actually, doing twenty seven damage. Let me double check something. I think Savage Blow might only attack uh, other people who you don't hit. So you're doing fourteen damage to people around your opponent mm-hmm. yeah foes within two spaces of the target take seven seven damage so if they stack you're doing 14 damage to everyone else and 10 damage from your pain actually it might be 27 damage to everyone else because i think pain plus spreads it out as well hmm. uh, let me pull up pain plus quickly uh yeah foes within two spaces okay so, yeah, you're doing 10 damage to the person you attack after combat, and 27 damage to everyone within two spaces of them. Hmm. So, that's, that's, or, sorry, 24 damage. That's still pretty my, beefy. My brain's still, yeah. That's really good. So, I mean, that build's pretty good. If you want to build out your Loki, yep. um, you only have to sacrifice a couple of high units, but... I think there's some some good alternatives in there that can help out, but uh, yeah, good stuff. That was Loki. Um, Surprise announcement, Eddie. Do you wanna do you wanna fill Uh, everybody in on this? Yep. Um, I kind of teased it or tried to tease it in Discord. Um, conversation with one of the other people in Discord might have kind of revealed what the announcement was, uh, even though I didn't straight up say it. But um, I've managed to make some progress on Shadow Dragon. Mm-hmm. Uh, gotten past where we had been before, so, and there's a good chance I might be able to catch up to 16. Uh, might not. 
which is our current goal. Uh, but we're going to be starting Game Club back up next week. Um, if we don't get all the way to 16 before next week, we will probably keep the goalpost at 16 or maybe only move it one chapter. Mm -hmm. uh, but Game Club is back and we're planning to try and keep on it until we're done with Shadow Dragon. Yeah. And on. Exactly. Well, we, we talked about, you know, before Three Houses got a bunch of, well, not a bunch, but some new information presented in the latest Nintendo Direct and talk about that in a little bit but i had stated like you know what i don't think i could play shadow dragon while three houses is out that'd be really tough to distract myself from new fire emblem content yeah, yeah our goal was always to try and finish up shadow dragon before three houses came out mm -hmm. um we may or may not start another uh game after that uh we'll we'll discuss it with ourselves uh but we are not going to be doing um three houses uh as game club in july uh we're gonna give ourselves some time to play through three houses on its own at our own pace mm -hmm. uh, and then maybe like late august september maybe even as late as october we might go ahead and start three houses as game club yeah and don't you know i think we'll certainly have lots of opportunities to talk about three houses once it's out and give some initial feedback and stuff but oh yeah and definitely not playing to not talk about three houses when it's out but it won't specifically be game club where we're actually going over point by point what we did each week or each every two weeks right well or having to stop or get to a certain point within those two weeks mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we will get there for certain and i look forward to playing three houses i look forward to talking about it but uh before we jump to that Let's uh, let's talk about the fact that Google ruined your speculation corner here. <laughs> well, they didn't fully ruin it. Um, I've been meaning to try and double check on Roy and what his classes were. Uh, but essentially, yeah, Google um, put in, I think it was Google, yeah, put it was in Google a Play little Store. teaser. Yeah, Google Play Store uh, mentioned an upcoming event of Roy Blazing Lion as the new legendary hero. So it definitely seems like Roy Blazing Lion is our new legendary hero. Um, yeah. So thanks. A lot of help there, Google. Mm -hmm. uh, but we still don't know for sure what color he's going to be. I mean, he normally does have a sword, so a high chance of him being red. Uh, I don't know if it, any of his classes can get bows, so maybe he'll be our red bow. We still don't have one yet. Uh, but, I mean, yeah, the original speculation was what color did we think it was going to be? Because um, looking at the thing, it, I expect a green mythic hero in March and a colorless legendary in April. Uh, but we have one of each color this month. So now that we know it's Roy, we don't know for sure what color he is. Do you have any thoughts? Do you think he's just going to be red or... Hmm. Um... You know what? It seems so cheap to go red, but I have no other reasoning to not choose red because he is a, he's he's everything about Roy screams red. You know, fire sword user. But um, yeah, I I I, th I think it's red. I I want to go. I want to I want to be brazen. I want to blaze new paths. But honestly, it's hard to step away from the boring tried and true of Roy being a red unit. You know. Yeah, um, I'm looking through uh, the wiki on him, mm -hmm. and it does seem like he 
his secondary class is Great Lord, and it does not seem to indicate he gets any additional weapons. So, if they stick with the fact that they tend to keep the units uh, with the weapons they start they have, he is likely to be a um. Yeah, he's likely to be a uh, sword unit, a red sword unit. Because uh, if you look at all the legendary heroes, they tend to keep their traditional weapons. Um, Lucina has uh, is one of the more flexible ones because you know she can marry anyone and gets a lot more classes. Or not marry her parents can be prom in anyone, so she gets a lot of class choices. Mm-hmm. So her having a bow is entirely within the possibilities of awakening you know but just about everyone else um you know uh let's see although azura might not have been a but was she a mage so yeah well, she might... never really wore and wielded an axe right unless unless i missed it in well in that's special units special units tend to have be more willing to give them weapons they're not normally used to. Oh, I like see. Like Ike running around with an axe or Ephraim running around with a axe or Hector running around with a lance. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't yeah, think Hector they could ever lance, use yeah. those in their gun in their games. No. So alternate versions like that are less likely to keep to it. Uh, so far, for the most part, and it's been a while since I've looked at Azura's um, skills and stuff. Or her weapons in the in her original game, but I think Legendary Azura was a mage, so I don't recall if she could be a mage or not. I know she had her lances in her dancing. Well, I think that it'll be interesting to see what this is, and this is I think this is the first time I can think of there being a large uh, leak like this. You know, in terms of an accidental post by Google. It's kind of interesting to see whether this is true. I mean, it could be completely false. It could be a mistake. Um, Roy Blazing Lion sounds like a... I don't know. It could be hit or miss. It could be a unit description. It could be nothing. So we'll have to see what comes in the next couple days. Eddie, let's, let's wrap this bad boy up and talk about what we've all been waiting for. The Three Houses got a new trailer during the Nintendo Direct. So... I, I don't know like obviously we're gonna be talking about this info drop for a couple weeks as we as we go through it but I wanted to talk about general thoughts and feelings about the trailer because we got a bunch of new information on Harry Potter fire emblem and I I, I just I want to know your take I want to understand where your head is this is very different fire emblem to me anyways it, it kind of it feels different so what's your thoughts? Um, I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Uh, it gave us a lot of information while at the same time giving us absolutely no information. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, definitely excited. Uh, definitely nice to see a lot of um, it. Uh, you know, yeah, as you said, it's kind of uh, Fire Emblem Hogwarts. Uh, you know, so. Yeah, you're a teacher or a professor or something. Yes, you're a professor at the Officer's Academy. Um, and while I say Fire Emblem Hogwarts, uh, it feels to me like the Officer's Academy is a college 
Mm-hmm. You know, if nothing else, I fully expect them to have, um, if not child units, at least uh, romance options as you build support with the characters. Because uh, that was one of the big things that, you know, Awakening brought that a lot of people seem to really like. So uh, it would be really awkward if they do have them be all 16, 17 and you're marrying them off. Um, <laughs> yeah, that would be weirdly weird. But the fact that it's an officer's academy makes it feel to me like, you know, they go through basic military training and then... At 18, the nobles and any others who the country feels are are the material or quality to be officers mm-hmm. uh, could just be nobles. Could be classic, you know, nepotism of uh, medieval time, medieval times at times. Yeah. Uh, but are sent off to the officers' academy at Garrick Mock to have further training um, i mean they they set up the story in the world in a way that is true fire emblem nature like they're presenting to you a bunch of countries and ties and stories yeah. and characters and there's a lot there to digest as they kind of fling it at you but then they kind of they kind of slow down and reintroduce the characters and your main characters so you're able to choose between a male and female version oh. Of the main you say character. reintroduce, but you, they didn't didn't really introduce them in the first trailer. All the info right. we had about who these characters were was gleaned from looking at various scenes in the trailer, as a bunch of info is being gleaned from this trailer. They introduced the Church of Saros, mm-hmm. you know, and the Three Nations, mm-hmm. but they didn't really introduce the characters per se in that first trailer. Right. Well, okay. So, well, in this trailer, they're they're really re- they're really introducing us to these characters for the first time. Yes. And you're right. In the first trailer, it was like, oh my god, they flashed a name up. That must be so and so. So here's a bunch of speculation. This they like. Yep. They do deep dive on it, and they they introduce three heads of houses. So you've got your three houses, and there are three characters there that you'll be able to interact with. There was some yep. thought process about whether the the story would would split similar to, to fates but it's it's seeming like yeah there might be three branching paths or three branching houses yeah, you can I focus mean, on but they, they introduced three houses and told said that you as the player would get to choose one of the three houses but they didn't tell us what that choice would mean if it would be a branching path like fates whether it would be um like the fates um revelations i think where you could end up getting everyone no matter which house you initially started with yeah and the only difference would be what order you pick them up it's you know it's they give us a lot of information but they left a lot more questions than they gave if that makes sense you know? yeah yeah i mean this and and obviously as we hinted at before they announced that the game was delayed from spring to late july um so technically like i guess you could argue a month um at least a month delay if if they were to release it right at the end of spring technically but july was still later than than you and i were were hoping for but i think you know a delayed game is good uh a rushed game is bad forever uh, that I mean, that quote was introduced before patches were uh, sort of brought into the realm of reality, but still, I think it's it, it applies. But it it still sort of applies even now because there are some people who 
if the game is crappy when it launches, we'll never give it another try, even if it becomes amazing later on. True, and Nintendo's never been one to quote-unquote like really fix a game after it launches if it's broken like they well uh, sorry if it's not great you know um yeah but yeah it's uh it's disappointing i was really looking forward to playing this spring but honestly i prefer a really good summer game and honestly july is usually dry in terms of video games so this will be perfect timing in my opinion um yeah so and we do have some good news for you ryan oh uh, well, we don't know. We have a speculation of good news. It does appear like Miller's Turnwheel will be returning, oh. albeit in a different method. Um, the trailer uh, speaks that you become a professor because of a mysterious power that unlocks on a uh, trip or adventure with your father's mercenary band. Your father is a mercenary mm-hmm. uh, who, on, out on a mission... Uh, something happens that unlocks a power, and that's why the monastery offers you a teaching position. Um, after looking through the Serene's Forest analysis and rewatching the trailer, I did post in Discord a theory on how the game will start, uh, which I'll go ahead and go over now. Um, essentially, the way I see it, uh, from what the scenes we've seen, it looks like uh, that mercenary mission they hinted at uh, seems to be escorting Claude, Dimitri, and um, Edelgard somewhere. Uh, and those are the leaders of the three houses. Uh, my best speculation is that um, you're either taking them to some meeting, or for some reason they were somewhere together, or you've been traveling throughout the three countries to pick them up and bring them to the monastery. Right. Uh, but at some point during your trip... Um, a group of bandits attacks you. Um, and when that attack happens, uh, you, um, from the tr- what we saw in the trailer, you sacrifice yourself to save Edelgard. Um, then, uh, judging by the way your character is posed when he, uh, sitting in the dark void where you meet Sothis, who is the dragon girl from the end of the first trailer. Okay. Uh, you know the pose where you seem to meet her is exactly the same as the pose when you got gets when the of the scene where your character gets struck in the back by the axe of the bandit uh so i think when you you know as the killing boss low strikes you find yourself instead of dead awake you know in this weird alternate dimension where you meet sothis and i think that's where the trailer opens with the what brings you here from her type line. Um, so she states, you know, that's when that happens. And then she either unlocks or just the incident has already unlocked the power and she teaches you how to use it. Mm-hmm. And uh, from a later scene in the trailer where we see things rewinding, and instead of you getting struck in the back, you knock the axe out of the bandit's hand. I think that's, you know, the power you unlock is the middle of turn wheel like power to rewind time. Well, thank the gods that they listened and they saw that, man, you know, putting a rewind feature in these games is, is stellar. People are resetting this a lot less. So I'm I'm stoked that yeah. they've got some sort of hint at a, at, a, at a rewind feature. That was a... Yeah. I, I would have been able to make do without it, but I'm really glad it's in there, if, if, if it is, as you speculate. Yeah. 
And it's entirely possible that before all this happens, you will choose your house, so it might end up being Claude or Dimitri that you're protecting. Uh, but the trailer we saw seemed to be more of a um, anime-style an- uh, cinematic. Mm-hmm. So it might always be Edelgard you protect. I don't know when exactly you'll choose your house. So yeah, you choose and, what house. And they've um, so remember in Awakenings you chose your character in a lot of the anime uh, cutscenes and in Fates as well. We're all first person, right? And in this yeah. they actually animate the avatar, whether it's male or female. So that's really cool. Yep. Um, they've been there's been speculation uh, that we will have a very bare bones. Um, character creation screen mm-hmm. our character creation options because they animate the uh, main character and cinematics like that so you'll always have the same haircut and features you just get to choose whether your gender and your flaws and assets and starting class type stuff I think we'll probably end her there and, and unless you have any like uh, parting wisdoms to, to give us for Fire Emblem Three Houses because we're going to be we're going to be talking a bit more about it uh, over the coming weeks as we pick apart this trailer but uh, a- any high level stuff you want to you want to end this on uh no i think that's a good bit i figure we'll uh next week we'll start going through the houses one by one maybe mm-hmm. or maybe some other features uh, we'll figure that out over the week and you know just wanted to go over that quick uh theory that i had uh since i had posted it in discord already so yeah and you know if you want to join in on the fun with our speculation and our hero discussions and all that in our discord you can go to bit.ly slash tgi discord and join the fire emblem channel where it's well it's all about fire emblem uh eddie thank you so much i'm glad we're back after a week off but we're gonna have to cut her there so uh, i can i can go to sleep i'm very tired and uh, I'm really glad, though, we got a chance to talk Fire Emblem. I've been missing the show and the game for the last couple of weeks. So um, you can find more episodes at gamersinpodcast.com slash Faye. Email the show, Faye at gamersinpodcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter. You can find myself at rmurphy, Eddie at Dralfear, And don't forget to follow at the Gamers In for show updates. That's going to do it for this episode of Summoner's Call. Have a great week and happy summoning. <laughs>